Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. My name's Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale and this is episode 38. Crazy. Before we get into the madness, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor, the Zen Den in Glasgow. Now, the Zen Den in Glasgow are at 19 Bridgegate, down where Paddy's Market used to be. If you don't know where Paddy's Market is, and you're know an old fart like me and Paul, it's down at the... What's that kebab place called again, Paul? Shwarma King. Shwarma King. Very hard for a dyslexic person to announce that. Also the best kebab in Glasgow, by the way. But they don't sponsor the podcast, so fuck them. Yes, the Zenden Glasgow, an amazing coffee shop that is CBD and nootropic friendly. It's ran by a guy called Joe. I know Joe personally. He's a great guy. This cafe is brilliant. I would say it's dog friendly, vegan friendly. There's many, many vegan uh, products in there. Most of the stuff is vegan anyway. And if you pop in for a coffee one day, you'll get to try nootropics. You can get CBD tea bags, uh, cream vitamins you can get your vitamin d and i went in yesterday and i got i can't remember what the can of juice was called but it was like a a 49 calorie can of cbd cola and it was like 33 milligrams of cbd in it perfectly legal none of it is illegal you can like drive heavy machinery and take it but after that can of juice i was like i've got a wee bit of a fucking buzz Really? Aye. And uh, nice. I said this in the podcast last week. I take the Orange County CBD. This wasn't gifted to me. I actually purchased that myself. Kind of expensive, I'm not going to lie, but I've been using it every single day for over six months. And I don't know if you can see, like, there's barely anything took out that bottle. But I did, I was given a gift uh, yesterday. And I'll take it on the podcast before we start. It's called... Thank you very much, Joe, for giving me this as a present. It's much appreciated. It's called Lion Mane Dual Extract, 30 milliliters. Is that fly in your nothing? Aye, mate. Fucking kill the bastard. Are the both of us uh, after nut? Because that's fucking your heat up. <laughs> no, hopefully it flies out the door at some point. Right, so we'll keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Lion's Mane Dual Extract, 30 milliliters, and it's a nootropic. I I used to take nootropics all the time, mushroom nootropics, which are perfectly legal, and it just makes you feel better. It's kind of like drinking a Red Bull, but with it, the, all the nonsense in a Red Bull. Would you agree, Paul? Yeah, nine health benefits of Lion's Mane Mushroom. On Google, yeah. Plus side effects could protect against dementia. Well, that's me fucked. I can barely read that off a fucking label. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, helps <laughs> relieve mild symptoms of depression and anxiety. May speed recovery in nervous system injuries. So your central nervous system. So you like, have you ever been to the gym where you're like everything just starts to like shake? Yeah. When you're like working out hard, that's your central nervous system starting to gear up, so it helps with that. Protects against ulcers and digestive tract infections, reduces the risk of heart disease, helps maintain diabetes symptoms, and helps fight cancer. 
That's amazing. As well as the caffeine effect and the cognitive function. That's brilliant. Love and it. you know, I've said numerous times on this podcast that I wouldn't get sponsors that I don't like or trust. I would class Joe as a pal now. I just randomly walked into a coffee shop one day and we were just talking. You ever get those moments in life? Like one time I went in for a coffee well before lockdown, sat, had a coffee, tried all the stuff. We had this chat. It was like mental health chat. We were talking about diets, vitamins and stuff. And see, when I was walking up the road, I was like, that was fucking mental. Like I just went in there for a coffee and I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, that's the way life should be. Mm -hmm. A cool wee cafe that's dead supportive of the community instead of just walking into everybody's scared to make eye contact mm -hmm. and if you open a door for somebody you're classed as a fucking weirdo mm -hmm. i'm like that's a cool wee community i went in yesterday but and it was like you know to pick up this stuff and sponsorship and there was a guy at the desk like that i mean i get hot with a bat once right but you know what i mean i'm totally cool now all i do is i take cbd in the morning see the cunt see the guy that hits me the bat but <sighs> see the thing is I forgave him. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be in here for about seven hours. <laughs> I'll try this. <laughs> Plot twist, it was me. Uh, <laughs> that was you talking to Joe. Aye. So I was going to ask you, you know, like, I, I class Joe as a friend. I was going to ask you, does Joe class you as a friend? Aye, he doesn't even know my first name. He's like, oh my God, there's that cunt for Scott Squad. And again, man, going to get out my show, mate. <laughs> Keeps talking shit about baseball bats every time he's in. Right, so you take shake well before use, add one full dropper. So that's a full drop. This is that's drops, like three or four drops right, in your uh -huh. coffee. So this is a full uh drop you're supposed to take. Right, so I will take that. Can I be honest with you? Mm hmm We're we're not even getting sponsored by the Zender. <laughs> I just went into the park. That's puddle, just met. <laughs> you're imagining I, all this. I'm scared. I'm scared to tell you that we've not had a sponsor that's, for weeks. So I've started just making it up and lying and all that because I feel like you're going to abandon me. <laughs> anyway, let's this. <laughs> you're taking droppers of puddle juice in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm, no, I'm no man enough to say, Paul, I can't get a sponsor. Nobody likes me. Right, okay. So here we go. I like you, Dom. I like you as well. You've got to take the full dropper. That's what it says. Right. How often are you supposed to do that? Uh... I gather it's one a day. Serving size one to two milliliters. Serving per bottle thirty six. I fuck it. I'll just take one dropper and see what happens. I want to want to save it as well. You know what I mean? Here we go, baby. Oh. Fucking hell, man, that is potent. That is potent, mate. Do you want to try it? Nah, I'm alright then, man. That is strong, man. I've took CBD. I'm no, I won't double up. I gave you some of my CBD. Look at us, man, junkie bastards. <laughs> Aye, so go and check out the Zen Den. I've always kind of gave them a shout out on my social media. They're a good place. I was actually thinking about trying to run a gig in there or doing something like that. But it's a wee kind of tiny cafe, so I don't know. Maybe do like a fans night. It's where we could do our first live podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. In the Zen Den. You're just sitting in the background and there's a guy like, I get hit with a bat, right? <laughs> when I was away, but I forgave him. You're like, gonna shut up, mate. <laughs> shut up, though. <laughs> and 
obviously every single week we give out brothers in arms a shout out and back on side brothers in arms are a podcast that paul works on as well and it's a mental health charity that's a suicide prevention charity they've got a great app that i know people that that use it and back on side are amazing as well i actually have got therapy off them before so if you I, if you're struggling, go and check them out. Sorry, I'm trying to get a sentence out and that's kicking in. I'm like, ah, ah, I can smell, I can smell numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Bros and Arms Comedy Night Attendance is uh, Saturday, 27th August. I think that's the night before your night at the stand. So yes, if you're going to go to one. Go to Darren's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck brothers and us. <laughs> but Susie McCabe's doing it. Ah, that's good. She's a compel. Oh, that's so good. That, that'll be a good night. I'll oh. try and pop on. I'll try and do five minutes. Aye. On it, like, no unannounced, but like, just unpaid. Just, just run to, up and grab a mic. Aye, just to do five <laughs> minutes. So, how are we, Paul? It's very, very warm today. It's fucking roasting, mate. It's, it's very warm. It's nice. It was nice yesterday as well. I mean, what's the date? Well, it's uh, the tenth Wednesday, the tenth August. So, I mate, love it, love it when the sun's shining. It's fucking cooking, man. Aye, man. And how have you been since the last week since we've done the podcast? I've been all right. Yeah, aye. I had a busy week last week. Um, I don't have as busy a week this week, which is probably a good thing because I've got shit mounting up that I need to get done. Do you think it's quite weird that we've started to kind of talk to, not talk to each other, but bump into each other? before and after the podcast now so before it was like once a week mm-hmm. but like last night we had we had a meeting and stuff uh-huh. do you think that's changed the the dynamic yeah the relationship so like last night when we were having a business meeting were you like looking at me and getting flashbacks of me saying like i would suck and postacoglu's banger and all that stuff as i'm sitting like no <laughs> no but i will know i will know i will be sitting now looking at um looking at you going He's desperate for a bang on his government. He's Aye. joking. It's a uh, callback to a couple of episodes. It's living in my shadow. I've got, n- <laughs> <laughs> I've got numerous shadows. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like the, um, what's the mad fucking, the Michelangelo thing with the body and he's got all the arms. That's you with all your shadows. <laughs> Aye. Um, so I, let's get into it. You know how I've put I've put down some notes. I found it quite funny that we were talking about Nando's last week, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We spoke about Nando's in the podcast last week. That was seven days ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and I said, you know, Nando's is all right. I went for a Nando's with my cousin and I shat my pants and then you slagged it and then I slagged it. And but I don't... Slagged Nando's? Aye. Right, aye saying it's overpriced it's shite and all that and i was mm-hmm. like hey it was shite it's undercooked i don't know how it's happened but i've had fucking six nandos <laughs> since last week i don't know why <laughs> i honestly don't know why how's that happened i don't know how it's happened you don't know one of them was my mates were all going out for food right and i'm pure in the zone with calorie counting right now right right and i was outside and i was like there's no chance i'm going to that restaurant for food i can't track calories it's fucking put like putin shit what's it called putin poutine poutine oh. <laughs> putin sorry what you were saying pudding like, as in like <laughs> chocolate pudding um no poutine you mean like uh, chips gravy and cheese aye, aye. what was i saying putin, putin like oh. vladimir putin i know i sound like that guy for of mice and men 
big, big Larry. I just wanted some pudding, George. Pudding. <laughs> I thought I saw a pudding cat. His name's not Larry, is it? It's, um, is it Larry? George and... Uh, Larry. Um, I think George is the the big goat, is he not? Aye. Drink he calorie counts. <laughs> does he fuck? But you, you, they were going somewhere that does poutine. Poutine, Where aye. were they going? Uh, bread meets bread. Oh, yes, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. I was too anxious. I was like, I can't track it. I'm in the zone. I've actually been calorie counting for... How long have I been calorie counting for? 38 days. I feel fucking amazing, mate. Aye. Honestly. That's good. Like, I feel like it's removed a, a desperation about food. Uh-huh. That pure hyper-focus and anxiety about what you're eating. Aye. And you just take that away by going, right, That this is what I'm going to eat to and then I don't eat anymore. And it's kind of eating what I want, eating more than enough, struggling to eat it sometimes as well. Very and I'm good. I'm like giving myself stuff that normally I would class as bad food. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of eating shit every day. 38 days. I've no weighed myself, but I had my before pictures. Right. And then I took a picture the other night, side on, and I'm like, ah, here, 38 days. I've just been walking. 10 of the days I was fucked on the couch with COVID. I've lost weight mm-hmm. and I've not been to a gym. And I've been eating like fucking what pieces like? and bacon and all that. I'm like, what the fuck? This is blew my mind. But before I'm like, I need to eat Brussels sprouts every day for a hundred years or I think my dad's going to die in his sleep. So <laughs> I'm like, aye, this is good. <laughs> aye. It's good that you found something that takes away that fucking worry. Just that constantly fucking thinking about food. Aye. Because life's for living as well. Even stupid things like when somebody asks you on a date and all that, you're like, oh, I need to lose weight for the date, the date and all that. And you're like, who gives a fuck? The vast is out in the date. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they're into fatties, man. Just accept it. Finger banging himself with Scott's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm no finger banging definitely myself. definitely a couple of people out there that are doing that, mate. Fuck's sake, I've seen your socials. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aye. You know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, though. Aye, so I feel amazing. I feel, I hope I'm not going on about calorie counting too much, but I just feel like uh, a cloud's left me, man. Like, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Good. You had one meal a day yesterday, didn't you? No. No? No. All right, okay. I thought you had a big meal, like, later on at night. Ah, uh, I did. Was it 2,000 calories? Um, across some stuff. I had dinner and then I had some food after it. Oh, right, okay. So it wasn't like one meal, it was like two. Two meals. Uh-huh. All right, okay. So guess where I'm going after the podcast today? Nando's? Aye. <laughs> for comical effect. <laughs> Just purely, purely, purely for, for, co- for comical, comical effect. effect. So were your pals and I got a bread meets bread, did you convince them to go to Nando's so that you could count your calories? No, I went to Nando's by myself. <laughs> and I said I'll get you after it. And my mate was like proper, you're obsessed with this, mate. The bread meets bread no put their calories on their menu? I didn't even check. Uh, I think that's Lonu. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Do you know, that gives me comfort. Because I was like, nah, that gives me the fear, that shit. Uh, right. Can like, you not just estimate? I'm, I'm mentally ill. Right, okay. I'm mentally ill. So I take it you'll be on the, the side <laughs> of like, that's a good thing that the government are forcing... 
restaurants to put their calories on a menu. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I would class myself as a disordered eater. Yeah. I would say that I've got a problem with it. And everybody that is a disordered eater are saying calorie counting is awful. And I do agree with that to a certain extent. But we're, we're a nation of obesity. Like, we need to change it. Mm -hmm. And plus with calorie counting, it still gives you the chance to eat some of that stuff. Uh -huh. So, because I've found that like there's no good food and there's no bad food. A calorie is a calorie. It's just food. Like, it is what it is. Uh -huh. It's a source of energy. Uh -huh. uh, so Obviously you do get more efficient sources of energy. Like, Aye. But um, if, if your goals, it's not even called losing weight anymore, mate. It's called fat loss. I don't know if mm. you've you've seen this on the PT Instagram. It's not about like, it's all about fat loss. Are you trying to lose fat? I think that's like the sort of way, instead of being like, oh, here's how you lose weight. It's like, no, we don't want them to lose weight. We want them to lose fat. But no, yeah. it's like a weird sort of thing. But um, eating people that have got eating disorders, they're like, calorie counting is not healthy. They want people to do intuitive eating. Yeah. So like be into intuition. Um I I don't ever feel like absolutely full. So calorie counting, I don't know, man, I think it works. What's for people? Yeah. See if it works, then that's the main thing. What what was that type of eating, did you say? Intuitive. So I, I think I recommended a book to you a couple of months ago. It was a Scottish nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna name her. And it was about that subject. Uh -huh. And I was like, do you know, I was the same as you. I was like, I, I, if somebody gives see when I went to Weight Watchers and they say you can eat yeah. as much pasta uh -huh. as you want, I'm eating a full bag of pasta then. Uh -huh. I wouldn't even eat that when I was at my slobbiest of fucking states. But as soon as I'm getting a green light, I'm going to eat it. And I, I kind of discovered calorie counting through her. But obviously you've been talking about it as well, but then... You know, just finding it out for myself. I'm like, Aye. it's the only way. Aye. Find what works for you, isn't yeah. it? And if that's what's working for you, it's good. But I think there is a sort of like section of society that is like, that's not good for people that are like hyper-focused on every calorie, that you know, every morsel of food that goes past their lips. So like saying to people like, so that people say stuff like, people don't eat out. Taylor, if you're going to eat out, you should you shouldn't be looking at the calories and blah 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 it's like i get where they're coming from but at the same time you're just you're getting into that sort of queue of people that's just telling people how to live their life yeah like i think that there should be the option there i think you should have the option you could say could i have a menu with the calories on it because mm -hmm. see when you do mate you're like your mind is blown yes see when i sometimes i'll go new eats and i'll be like oh fancy that and i'm like 1400 calories yeah you're like mate that's like my full day like near enough my full mm -hmm. days for fucking calories. And it's not a large uh, no, meal. It's not a big not a big portion of food that you're getting. I've I started to feel like that. Right. I like bulk eating. Yeah. Like eating loads of like a lot of low calorie foods. See mm -hmm. like a salad. See the amount of salad you need to eat to get to like fucking eight hundred calories, mate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, but you're you're like you feel satisfied with it. Aye. See if you've like a chicken. I've had this I've been, I get, I get like really caught on things. I mean, like, see if I like something, I eat it until I'm fucking sick of it. So yeah. like that type of way. I've been doing this thing where it's like a bed, it's like a salad, it's got like spinach and rocket and all that. 
wee bit of salad dressing, but like a Tesco's finest chicken Kiev, and oh. then cracking the Kiev and letting the Kiev garlic butter go into the salad. That leaves. is that red that's onion, tactical, man. Red onion, mate. It's fucking banging. Aye. And it's like, um, aye, it's like seven, eight hundred calories. Do you make that in the oven and stick it in? What the the chicken Kiev uh-huh. thing? That you, I can tell you're a stoner. I'm like that's <laughs> that's a stoner mind. <laughs> <laughs> get it to ooze or that's like unlocked a fucking channel in a game or something like that sounds amazing uh-huh. i but the disordered thing uh the disordered eating because i've went to like over eaters anonymous and like when you go to pl- places like oa it's people that are bulimic and anorexic and stuff they are no saying anything about calorie counting because that's uh, they have an illness and they need help mm-hmm. the people that i feel are complaining about calorie counting are the you know greedy bastards really right I, they don't want to know i don't yeah. want to know how many calories i'm putting in my body that i've got thyroid <laughs> thyroid disorder i i've got big bones i mean i'm slagging them i was like that 14 days ago <laughs> <laughs> before i fucking read up read a uh a blog about fucking Cal- calorie counting. No, you're like, it's just all about the calories, man. Like, Let's get t-shirts made for the podcast, Paul. Calorie counting podcast. <laughs> straight white calorie counter. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> starring Darren Connell. I'm a straight white calorie counter. Aye, but I feel amazing. A couple of weeks ago, no, in fact, the Greenock gig, uh, I bought a shirt for the Greenock gig, right? Mm-hmm. And it comically did not fit me. Like, tits were fucking poking out things. I actually pulled a muscle on my neck. It was that tight when I was wearing it. <laughs> I wore it as a joke on stage. I walk- what do you mean you pulled a muscle in your neck? Because it was, so it was tight. that tight, mate. I was like walking out like that, like Frankenstein's <laughs> right, fucking okay. monster. Like <laughs> if I breathed out, the buttons would have exploded. Like uh-huh. it was mental. Okay. And you could see every crack, every fucking hair on my tummy. It was that tight. Uh-huh. As soon as I walked out the curtain, people were laughing straight away. Right, and okay. that's what I wanted. That's what I intended to do. Uh-huh. And the joke was, I've waited my whole life for this tour and I bought a lovely new shirt so I could get nice and fit so I could fit into it. Right. But I fucked it. That's hilarious. So people were laughing. Right. And out of curiosity, I pulled the shirt out last night mm-hmm. and I stuck it on. Right. And guess what? What? Still doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Put another muscle on my neck. <laughs> my neck's still fucked. No, it's one of the ones that looks a lot better. Uh-huh. If I wore it as a joke, it wouldn't get a laugh. Right, okay. But it doesn't fit. It's uh-huh. tight as fuck. Right. But it wouldn't get, like, when I walked out and cunts were, like, crying with laughter, I was like, right, that's a bit much. Aye, I wasn't like, expecting that laugh. It's not that funny. Aye. I was like, you fucking hell, it's like you have never laughed before. How weird is that? You'd be standing backstage like, hope this t-shirt gag fucking goes down well. And then you go out and it's hilarious and you're like, right, too much, man. Fucking Aye. calm down. The first time a comedian's <laughs> ever been like that, right, oh, hold the bus. <laughs> fucking turn it down a wee bit. Aye. See, the thing is as well, my pal was there, right, with our other mate. And my pal was laughing and she told me that her mate was like, oh, I just thought that was his shirt. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and she's like, no, I see a lot of like middle-aged guys that are like, you know, skinny at the bottom and heavy at the top. And I'm like, aye, but come on to fuck. Aye, uh, like muscle tea. I had <laughs> fucking <laughs> skin exposed. Uh, it was that tight. fucking tape. hell, mate. Aye, mate. That's, um, 
I've noticed this trend in the gym of guys starting to wear like lycra and it's kind of making me know where to go. What's lycra again? Like fucking cycling shorts. Oh my god. Or like yoga pants. Do you see their bulges? <laughs> I don't look. <laughs> I don't know why I asked it in that tone. It was like, <laughs> do you see the bulges? Which gym is it? <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. But no, it's kind of putting me off where to go. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know, man. It's a weird trend. Do you think they're doing it for pure comfort? Maybe. And you're, but I think I, it's merely a shown off thing. Yeah. I agree with you. They shouldn't wear it. It's a weird one. Yeah. Strange. Strange behaviour. Like, I get, I think it is, it must be comforting to that. That's why, like, birds kick about in, like, gym shark shit, like, mm-hmm. in their own night suit and all that. It's just, like, a sort of comfortable, just hugs your skin stuff. I'm not like that, mate. See, the tighter things get, the more uncomfortable I get. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want everything pure skin tight. I'm no like, I like, I like loose fitting. Sort yeah. Of comfort, comfortable clothes. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I like the reason why the last 10 or 12 podcasts I've been wearing hoodies and t shirts is because I walk for the flat. Mm-hmm. So there's no chance I'm walking for the flat with a pair of denims on. Like, no fucking way. I'm doing 20,000 steps a day. So shorts, trainers, shitey t shirt and a hoodie. Uh, maybe I should maybe bring a change of clothes and look better, but fuck it, it's my podcast. Aye. I'll get my tits suit and suck my own tits if I want. <laughs> Can you do that? Uh, maybe no, no. I might be but I could have. I yeah, mean, I've never tried. Get a wee tit in your mouth. <laughs> a wee. Oh, you're having a wank. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sucking your own tits. <laughs> um, also want to bring up quickly as well. You know how I've been talking about a film called Basket Case? Uh-huh. Now, you all know that I love films, right? I absolutely love films. Every single night, I probably watch one film a night, right? And I just, I use an app called Letterboxd. It's amazing, uh, right? You right. can track the films that you've watched and you can read the reviews. I recommend it. It's a free app. Now, Paul knows I'm obsessed with a film called Basket Case. There's three films, right? It's about a deformed twin that and a brother and the brother looks after the deformed twin in a basket now <laughs> i find it so fucking funny <laughs> right it's so funny it's a cult classic it's so shite but it's amazing right and the other night i was watching new basket case one is amazing there's three basket cases the third one is fucking pish right, right woeful Aye, it? Right. like it's not even what, that good. three i it's like a bunch of freaks that are living in a fucking loft and basket cases getting adopted and there's just like hundreds of mental bastards that just live in this house but because it's so low budget mm-hmm. it's like people have got fucking pillars sellotaped to their head now it's just mental right so anyway in my basket case kind of cat hole i was like i'm gonna do a post on my instagram right and it got a wee bit of a backlash Mostly from my mates, face school, to be honest. Right. I said, I think it was something along the lines of, I'm working on a small budget horror film um, about a def- my deformed twin that smokes cigars and then the other guy's normal. So I put up two pictures. One was me trying to look like a goblin. Right. I was hanging out my window of the flat on a chair one up by the way literally putting my life on the line for a joke mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you've seen the picture. I didn't. No. When I'm smoking a cigar and I tried to make my chin massive. Uh-huh. I've seen that, but... We... And then the other picture was me posing. Uh-huh. Like, comically po- I think it was comical, like, putting a fucking... And a couple of my mates for school, like best mates were like that. Fucking Nicky you, you posing cunt. Fuck's sake, man, pure big headed and all that. Oh, I was like, no, here, wait a minute. I just says I'm working on a film that I've got a deformed twin that smokes cigars and I'll look after him. Uh-huh. And that's what you took for that post. Me posing. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Jealous, mate. Jealousy. That's what that is. I found it quite comical though. They totally bypassed the, the freak twin. Ryan just went straight to look state you try to fucking pose. Aye. What? Whoa. I'm yeah, literally man. hanging out a window with a cigar in my mouth. You've done like fucking nearly 40 episodes of podcast talking about how you don't feel good and all that and then you're trying to feel better and cunts are fucking bouncing in being like, look the fucking state you. Soon as I start to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I start to feel better, we're on episode 38 and this is the first time I've been like, Paul, do you know what, mate? I'm kind of happy when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> no, like, fucking stop being happy, I can't. Well, so what were they saying? Just slagging you for posing? I mean, it wasn't bad-natured. Right. But it was like, fucking state of you, man. Right. What are you then posting that for? And I'm like... The two, I think the two pictures look completely different for me. Aye. Like, they're different. It's a joke. I feel like you look completely different in the uh, the one where you've got the cigar in your mouth. I'm kidding on. The, 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 posing, <laughs> the posing one. What the hell? Um, but no, it shows you, doesn't it? But, isn't it? Like, I don't know, man. Like, cunts will just rip a piss at you or day anything. Aye. You know what I mean? Even, like, you're a comedian. You're clearly trying to use your social medias to promote your comedy and your podcast and your tour and all that stuff. And you're trying to make a funny post and the thing that they, people take away from it is you're a posing bastard. Aye. And aye, you're right. They don't engage in the posts about gigs or mental health stuff and then the posing bastard stuff. And I was like, I, I mean, it was a joke, right? But I, I did think, I do feel good, actually. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up. I feel happy. Like... For the first time, because I don't know if it's body dis- like body dysmorphia, but like I'm like, no, wait a minute, I actually feel like I could wear a t-shirt outside and no feel like I need to cover up and like I could walk outside with a t-shirt on and no feel bad. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm happy with that. Even the other night when I was lying in my bed, I turned around to light a candle in my bed and I was like, oh, aye, the fucking titties are going down. Shagger's back. I mean, I've still got titties, but... They're not that bad, mate. They're no bra good, titties. Good. Do you know what I mean? That's good, mate. I don't need to wear a bra. Aye, that's imagine, good. Imagine me saying that to a GP in a surgery. I don't need to wear a bra, man. The tits are fucking going down. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know you were losing weight? You're like, I, I, lost, I took the bra off, man. It was fucking fine. Um, are you going to start going to the gym or doing anything extra? Like, what's the next phase? Are you I'm, happy with where you're at? Like, what's? I'm really happy where I'm at right now. I feel like I've got a great attitude towards food, but... I'm going to, there's a gym down the road for me that do a boxing class every Tuesday and Thursday. I think Nathaniel's too busy. My cousin that's a boxer, he's just training for fights. He's in a fight right. camp all the time. And he does like boot camps and stuff. So I don't think he's got enough time for me. But I mean, yesterday I did, I walked 20k. So I think that's probably uh, just as good as going to a gym, to be honest, mate. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I checked the calories and it was like 800 calories. So I, I don't want to bore you all with the calorie chat, but that was, I discovered that. That was not boring, is it? No, fuck it, mate. It's your podcast. Two working class guys talking about real calorie shit. Calorie counting and wanking and their tits going away. Me sucking my, ain't in my bed while I'm looking at a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Connecting with your inner uh, booby. Goblin. Uh, so, got a bone to pick for you. What's wait a minute. Gonna- before you pick that bone, can you watch Basket Case? Aye, I'll add it to our list. Can you can you watch it stoned? I've got, I've got a big, I've I do have a barrier to these things. Okay, and it's that my missus is ten years younger than me. Ah, right, okay. And she doesn't like these things. So like, see like stuff for the eighties, like Robocop and Lethal Weapon, and I'll be like, this is fucking great. Watch this. She's just sitting there going, what the fuck is going on with the every guy in this is a rapist, and yeah. I'm like true that is true um Aye. but um i'm gonna who was it that did basket case was it not like a famous um was it not like a famous director or something like i that, think or? he's maybe famous because he's got famous through basket case but it's not a well-known director i don't think uh, yeah, i thought that was one of the ones um uh, Frank Heenan-Lotter he did Brain Damage that's a great film I've, I think I've maybe seen that yeah um, no what I was going to say was is I thought that was this was one of the ones that what's his face like fucking him it did Lord of the Rings and Peter that, that's bad taste isn't it uh-huh. right I thought it was like one of them you know what I mean like a pure B movie that Peter Jackson somebody's wrote I somebody pure super famous has wrote and worked on and then yeah. they went on to do something mental but that's not the case basket case 1970 is it is that what it says wow do you um, know that doesn't surprise me that's crazy man is that 1970 Aye. mate that was seven years before Groucho Marx died why do you always bring it back to Groucho Marx that's how I do my time frame. <laughs> oh, well, we could say Elvis. Uh, um, somebody threw, somebody uh, flown a couple of planes into the Twin Towers 24 years after Groucho Marx died. <laughs> <laughs> Two days after Groucho died. No, I just can't believe that there's a guy that was still alive in silent movies. I mean, imagine Groucho Marx watching Basket Case. He's like, I worked, I worked my whole life for this. Uh, like Charlie Chaplin could have watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's mental. That is mental. Aye, mate. Incredible, isn't that? I remember my dad telling me they went to the cinema to see that and they've no fact it was The Exorcist. Aye. I think my mum and dad went to see The Exorcist um, before it got banned. Aye. He says people were running it. Mm-hmm. Mate, it holds up, by the way. I watched it not that long ago. At the start of the lockdown, I watched it and I was like, ah, it's still fucking freaky, by Aye, the way. Mate. My, I've seen The Exorcist so many times. My, the... The bit that I think's the scariest, the bit where the mad priest guy's having a dream about his maw. Aye. That's terrifying, mate. It's like silent. Mm-hmm. And like his maw's like walking down to the subway and he's like trying to get... It's terrifying, mate. And then Aye. the Grim Reaper just flashes on the fucking screen. Was that no the bit that freaked everybody out, that made everybody like run away? Was mm-hmm. the, the Grim Reaper bit? Aye. Um, and then the amount of people that were on that set that died. Yeah. And another the fucking curse. freaky thing. The curse of the exorcist mad isn't it it's weird i will say that 
watch Basket Case then. And right, you'll be I'll like, try. Where did you watch it? Where do you get it? Prime. Ah, I've got Prime Video. Aye. Right, it's okay. on Prime. Uh, did you watch... Um, Woodstock 99? Did I, did I mention this? Tell you to watch it? No. No? Have you watched it yet? No. No. Watch it. Is that the one they fuck it up? It gets fucked up? Aye. I'm it it gets it. really fucked up. Like, Aye. it gets mental fucked up. Like, disturbing. Like, it turns into Lord of the Flies in an airfield in America in, like, 1999. Wow. They literally, like, turn on... Turn on the staff and all that. Crazy. I mean, what they did wasn't particularly fantastic. Like, they fucked up the water. Like, um, people were getting trench mouth and all that, tre- whatever that is. Like, trench foot. Uh-huh. People were getting, like, cold sores and breakouts in their mouth because the fucking portaloos were leaking into the water and then they were drinking the water. That's horrible, man. Horrifying, isn't it? But it was so hot that people had no choice but to drink this cloudy water. That's horrible. But mate, all sorts happened, man. Like they set the place on fire. People were getting raped. Like genuinely, like there's some horrific footage. There's a bit where MTV are interviewing a lassie in a bikini, and she gets surrounded by men. And the guys like, guys, back back away. This is intimidating. And they're like pulling her tap up and all that. Literally, like the organizers lost control of the festival, and the people that were there just descended into total and utter chaos like they all just descended into madness like that's wild mate crazy. i knew it was bad i knew there was a riot but i never knew the scale of it when fat boy slim was on stage somebody drove like a fucking armored van into the crowd no into people but just through slowly that they had stole so it was like a military base that they held it and mate i fat boy slim and his team were like we got the fuck out of there like things started to go bad like they stopped the music and people were like throwing shit at them and wow. they were like, let's get out of here. I wonder what, I don't want to do any spoilers, but I watched I've that. just spoiled the full fucking thing for kids. Oh, right, okay. Give a fuck. Um, it's a historical, it's a documentary about a historical event. I yeah. People, there'll be people that go and watch it. I'm not ruining the, the, the details, but um, they did this weird thing with it though, where they tried to blame the style of music. They did that old thing, you know, they were like, well, Korn played at it. And Limp Biscuit played at it, and they're like this aggressive music, and you're like, mate, I went and seen, I've seen, like, there is no other, I don't think there's ever been a bigger anti-establishment pro, like, sort of riot, pro-protest band in Rage Against the Machine, and I've seen them in a field with a couple hundred thousand people, and it was amazing, and there was no violence, it's like... Take a look at yourselves before you start blaming bands and blaming fucking music, do you know what I mean? Like... Marlon Manson made me do it. Yeah. He's a cunt, but you see yes. some of the stuff that's come out post Johnny Depp. Trial? Yeah. Some of the text messages. Probably a bad them, example. Between him and Johnny Depp? Hi, mate. No. Off, mate. We're talking about like Marlon Manson's like, I can arrange a meet and greet between you and a couple of 18 year olds and stuff like that to him, mate. Some bad shit, man. And what's Johnny Depp been saying? Ah, just being a fucking cunt as well. Honestly? Aye, mate. Like, it's no, like, I'm no, obviously Amber Heard is absolutely after fucking rocker and they two have been in an abusive relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. But looking at these text messages, looking at some of the shit that's come out since that trial, I don't know. I don't think Johnny Depp's like a good guy that we should be like, oh, poor Johnny Depp. It's not all a bed of roses. No, absolutely not. But my bone to pick for you. Oh. Why are you smoking cigars? Well remembered, by the way. 
Actually, yes, he went to uni, man. You can tell he went to uni. <laughs> He's not getting these. Notice how I tried to totally swerve that by saying, watch the film Basket Case uh -huh. with a freak in a basket. I've no been smoking cigars every day. I smoke them as a treat. Maybe at the weekend or every second weekend. Right, okay. I don't drink. I uh, don't drink. I don't smoke them during the week. And I treat myself at the weekend. Okay. I think that's all right. Okay. Why? Just worried, mate. Because that's a few times you've pulled it. You've well, pulled I pulled it. you up last night. You went, <laughs> keep that for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, uh, I don't want you to come off of this good wave that you're on. Do you feel like it's, uh, I'm hovering around the edge of pressing the fucking button? Mm, no, but I think that if, you know, last time the cigars were a, sim a sign, yeah. That another was like I was you were coming in, oh, I'm only having a couple and I'm like, Oh, that's all right, mate. So this time I'm like, no, fuck it, what are you doing? Like get yeah. get them to fuck man, they're no good for you. Last time I was chain smoking them. I mean, last time I was like honestly, I was like ten a day, mate, chain smoking cigars. To the point that when I was talking to you, I was like, I feel like my voice is changing mm -hmm. on the podcast. And then I just stopped in January and then I had a cigar when Rangers lost in the Europa League final. Oh, did you? I, I was like, fuck <laughs> it, I'm, I'm getting a stogie. I had a pure old school stogie, but it wasn't right. like a shitey uh, Hamlet. Right. It was an actual like... A big thick fucker. Aye, like right. a Winston Churchill fucking cigar. Uh -huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Cuban. <laughs> Sorry for all my Rangers pals, but aye, that's when I broke the, the stogie fast. I was like, fuck it, man. But then I, I have it early weekend. But you know what? I don't take gear or eckies or speed and I don't drink. Mm -hmm. so. but, but why? Why are you doing it? With cigars? Uh-huh. I enjoy it, the taste. Oh, do you, man? Aye. I actually enjoy the taste. Okay. It's a very chocolatey Could you eat one? I've ate a couple of cigars my day, son. <laughs> uh, we were talking about... <laughs> I so I won't smoke them every day, don't worry. Okay. Don't worry about that. Don't escalate it. Keep it to like one a weekend or something. A treat system. Uh-huh. What would you do if you were like walking through the town and you seen me just like smoking a cigar on a bench or something? Would you be disappointed? I would. I get those vibes off you. I'm like, ah, I feel like I've let down my big I would, brother. I would be disappointed. Aye. I'd be sad. What would you do if I was smoking two cigars, one in each one? <laughs> <laughs> that fact, that didn't sound good there. I'd, I would call an intervention. Aye. I'd be like, Phoning on the troops. Bobby, Bobby needs us. Get <laughs> in the studio. Um, Phoning the podcast elite of Glasgow to get in and fucking intervene. You just don't need to worry about it. I do enjoy it. I realise it's a silly, it is a silly habit. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm 35 year old and I'm smoking cigars, but like I said, I don't take care. Do you inhale? No. Do you just puff it? Puff it, keep it in your mouth, take the flavour. It can be chocolatey, coffee-like sometimes. Even the hamlets? Aye. Just reminds me of, like, old guys. I know. Do you know what's worse? Smoking a pipe. I've never smoked a pipe. Pipe smoke, man. Have Oof. you ever tried a pipe? No, I, I haven't. I've pretended to smoke one. Like, my mate, when I was a wee guy's granddad had one. And so you, I know what it sort of tastes like. I've got, like, a memory of it. But one time, I had been on a bender. Um, and I had to go to work on the Sunday. And I took a corner and there was an old guy outside a pub 
who literally like blew his pipe smoke out as I walked by and inhaled it and I projectile vomited everywhere. Wow. So I think I've got like trauma when it comes to like pipe smoke. What was he like? Sorry, son. Or No, he burst out laughing. What a prick. Just an old guy. But he started laughing. And Anki was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's not his fault, is it? He's yeah. just fucking smoking his pipe, living his life. No matter. My fucking business. I would take a Tokyo pipe just out of curiosity, but I know that it would be rancid. Did you tell me the story about the your pal? Somebody said his pal, their pal wanted to stop smoking cigarettes, so instead of smoking cigarettes, he smoked a pipe. No. So anytime he was in the pub, like campus and all that, he pulled out a pipe. A pipe? What and a prick. he get fucking slaughtered. And rightfully so. But see through him getting slaughtered, uh -huh. he's like, it's not even worth smoking that. Good. And he stopped. Oh, well, he stopped good. smoking. Who I mean, honestly, Aye. honestly, it he seems was a very... fucking pipe on a night out. Aye. In campus, mate. Sean Paul playing in the background. Ada, ada, aye, aye, aye. He's like, you want a fucking talk of that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> ho, ho, can't fucking puff, puffing his pipe like, like a fucking maniac. Like that guy in Jumanji. The mad hunter guy. Uh, uh, the bit in uh, there's a the bit in Inglorious Bastards. Aye. Where he's like they're, they're like measuring pipes. He like whips out the big pipe. He's got like a big massive fucking pipe. Fuck it, I'm getting a pipe. <laughs> I'm gonna move his cigars to pipes. Another thing I've noticed on TikTok that is mental, by the way. There's two subjects I'd like to talk about. Okay. One is how the Scottish crowd ruins a gig by shouting, here we fucking go. Ruins a gig? What? Are you on the other side? Or? I'm the one shouting it. You're the one that starts it? Do you horn jive? No. No. I bet you you horn jive. And I don't I don't start a, a here we fucking go. Um, But I was the ruler of many a mosh pit back in the day. See, that's all right. There was a, an American comedian that plays the keyboard. I can't remember his name. He was playing at the O2 and somebody chucked him up a half a bottle of Bucky and he tanned it. Plays keyboard, an American comedian? What, um, Bo Burnham? Or? No, uh -huh. it's uh, somebody like Bo Burnham. I can't even remember his right. name. But the crowd started shouting, here we go. And I was like, fuck you, man. That is mental. Here we, here we, here we fucking go. Why do you think it ruins? What are you saying? It ruins stuff? I don't know. It's like, it's like a beautiful gig. Maybe it's because it's camera phone. They're holding their camera phone and you can hear everything. So it's like, this is fucking amazing, man. Here we, here we, here we fucking go. I'm like, is this basket case Scottish edition? This is fucking wild. Um, I, I like it. I think it's like... I don't know, man. I, I think the people that are in bands and that, I think they like it as well because it's like cunts are going fucking crazy. It might be a new experience for people that are no Scottish. Right. I wouldn't aye. imagine it's an English thing or aye. anywhere it's else. Been done to death, like that type of thing. Yeah. Makes you cringe. Like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Here we fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> on. But, um, no, mate, were you, a, you, in, a, were you in, in about the mosh pits? I've been, I, I wouldn't like go towards it, but. I wouldn't mind them. Oh, I love them. I wouldn't mind them. I love them. It's like controlled violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never heard it put that way before. That's pretty you, cool. You're like, you know that you're going to bang into each other. You know that you're probably going to get an elbow to the head. You're probably going to get kicked or whatever. But Aye. Nobody's doing it in malice. It's almost like a way to do that shit 
you know what I mean? Angry music, fucking getting about it and camaraderie. Uh huh. But I am. Um, I've been disappointed by a few mosh pits in my time. In what way? Well, I went to an Oz, the first Ozfest that I ever went to. I went to a few Ozfests, like Donington, Milton Keynes Bowl, like oh, the aye. Ozzy Osbourne festivals. Mm. And um, it was like, so I can't remember if it was like crying. I was I was big into like crying magazine stuff like that, but it was like the mosh pits at Ozfest are like the most brutal mosh pits. And I was like, right, fucking yes, man. And it was um, Rammstein. I the, the German band. Um and I was like, right, I'm gonna go in and I was serious about my mosh pits, mate. I was like, I'm gonna go and see see how brutal this mosh pit is. Mate, I walked in and it just stopped. Hi. Every cunt just looked at me as if like, fuck him. So it was like we guys. Yeah. Um and I accidentally broke a lassie's leg in a mosh pit oh. at the barras. Oh she punched God. me in the back of the head. And I spun run and sort of like gave her a forearm. To like the sort of, I didn't know it was, a, I didn't know it was a, a woman to mm. start off with, or it was a, a lassie or whatever, like I was about fucking 17 or 18, but I, I like, who was it, Machine Head, do you know Machine Head? No. The metal, they're a metal band. I like ran her and like basically forearm smashed her boyfriend, <laughs> in a mosh pit, you Aye. know what I mean? Like fucking decked the wee guy and the wee guy bounced up and it was all right, but my mate witnessed it, said that she like scowled. And then like punched me in the back of the head and I just spun round and like sort of like gave her like a forearm, but it sort of like hit her on like the top. It didn't hit her on the face, it hit her on like the top of the shoulder. But the way I hit her, she like spun round and just I broke her leg. Just oh heard like God. a pure almighty scream. Did you run away? And she had no, she just kept just everybody just separated the crowd and made sure that she got out. But yeah. Not my fucking fault. Like I can't no, that. that's what happens in mosh pits, isn't it? No, mate. Play the fire. <laughs> get bumped I mean she punched you in the back of the head mate that doesn't really sound like a mosh but that sounds like she just assaulted you Aye, like I was attacked and, and I retaliated I remember when we've spoke about the Papa Roach gig before I remember trying to help a girl up in her boyfriend's shoulders and she fell in a forward roll position over his head and she fucking landed on her head man Oof. but she never I mean she was just dazed it wasn't anything insane she never gets stretched away but see when she fell it was like slow motion man you're like fuck right aye. on her head mate mental aye crazy aye that type of stuff that's bad man I've seen people get badly injured crowd surfing and you know and, and i've also been like volleyed in the face by yeah. like a fucking doc martin or something when can't remember the new new era boots that every cunt was wearing mm -hmm. they had metal buckles and all that i've had a couple of them the, the mush um but I've misjudged a gig before. Went to see Biffy Clyro. Um, can't remember. It was a big venue. Wouldn't it have been the Hydro? I don't think I've seen them in the Hydro. Maybe the Exhibition Centre. And my mate was like, are you, you going to go into the pit? And I was like, aye, 100%. Had my hood up and all that. Oh, fuck. Pacing like a boxer. Like, fucking ready for this mosh pit. <laughs> and they came out and they fucking launched into a song. And I started pure moshing and like everybody was like, whoa, calm down. There was like Wayne's there, like oh, screaming no. and all that. <laughs> like fucking firing into their dad, fucking hooking them. <laughs> was it like a slow song, pure come on everybody? You're like, ah, let's box. <laughs> I'm like, yes, come on, fucking bring it on. Um, I mean, I've seen, I, I remember, I think I've maybe mentioned this before, but um, seen Slayer in the bars, mate, and the, 
the guy died recently actually he was he was a bouncer at the cat house and he was like a big big boy man and this guy was just ragdolling cunts man it was like scary when he was grabbing you you i felt i'm six five the bouncer died he, the guy passed away aye, very recently is it the guy that worked in sleazies no it was no i don't think so it was the cat house it was Similar sort of time period, but the two of them sort of passed away. Yeah. This guy's massive, like fucking seven foot tall or something. And I f it's weird, man. See when something like grabs you and they just like ragdoll Aye. you about, man. It's, it's quite scary. That's when you go for the balls or the eyeballs. No, in the mosh pit. You just let them throw you. All about. right, in the mosh pit, I thought you were talking about a street fight. Oh, fuck but that. If it was a street fight, I'd be running like I fuck, man. People are like that. No, it's respect. I'm like, I'm beating your fucking boss off. If I feel like you're going to beat me in a fight, I'm going for your testicles. Aye, I'm going to rip right, your fucking veins out your boss. Absolutely. Anyway, on that note. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so what was the other thing you noticed on TikTok, other than being a, a, a here we fucking go, naysayer? It's quite sad. The amount of Scottish people that are on TikTok just having mental breakdowns while they're mad with it. Have you seen really? it? No, I don't have TikTok, mate. I stay away from it. Aye, so like, something that's funny, like, oh, the missus chucked us at the night, so I've set up a TikTok in the garage and he's playing tunes and having a couple of beers and you're like, right. yeah, he's just had an argument with his wife. Uh -huh. But I went on last night as I was looking for notes for the podcast and there was a woman with a can and she's like, look, I've got four wins and if he's want to judge how I raise my wins, then fuck you, all right? Or he'd do like cuts and stuff. Oh, fuck's sake. And I'm like, this is mental. It's quite sad. Aye. Like, I look, you get to see people's pure darkness. Like, they're just sitting, sort of videoing themselves, being a fucking riot. It's quite Black Mirror like because uh. they think that they're alone and they feel lonely mm -hmm. and they do that. They don't realize that hundreds or thousands of people are watching them. Mm -hmm. It's weird, man. Mm -hmm. so in the moment of like sadness it's, i don't know how much responsibility do you think tiktok needs to take for this there's been a whole thing recently about the guy andrew tate you've seen him pop yeah. up that fucking weapon um and there's like a campaign about tiktok need to take responsibility that he's inciting violence on women by saying that you know women should be raped and all this sort of fucking pish that the guy comes away with do you do you agree with that do you think i completely agree uh, i think all responsibility should lie on tiktok and if something happens they should be sued tiktok this has just reminded me have you seen the documentary on netflix the most hated man in america i haven't watched that watch woodstock we'll talk about these two next week okay it's relevant to this sort of andrew tate thing because this guy owns a website that um people post revenge porn mm -hmm. on and docs people and they were struggling. It's basically about the story about them trying to prosecute this guy, but they were struggling to do it because all he was doing is all he did was have a domain and a website. There's nothing against the law. It's the people that are posting it. Um, but it's sort of like I, th I think that should change as well. I think that TikTok, mate, Twitter's basically there's a there's a side of Twitter that you can go and look at that is get fucking bestiality porn and all sorts of fucking horribleness in it yeah and fucking teenagers are getting unfiltered access to that yeah. just by searching certain hashtags man i don't think that's right i think that they need to take responsibility for that shit aye um because it's fucking it's fucked up i remember being on twitter once i filter my twitter as well i block words and i've blocked porn i've done stuff like that as like well, all yeah. that stuff and there's this english guy he's a 
He's a nudist. A cat, naked, naked Martin. His name is. Yeah, he's fucking. Is that the dude that ate shite? Yeah. Right. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at that. I, I mean, it is funny, right? But like, what you're kind of browsing through your feed, and you're, like, and then people are like responding to his tweets saying you're disgusting. Uh-huh. I'm like, why am I watching an old guy eat shite? Like, I never watched it, but I, I heard all about it. I think I seen some screenshots, but I seen I've seen videos. Remember, he was doing like cameo mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like people were paying him to do. I think somebody paid him to do that. Like eat shite. Eat shite. You won't get that in letterbox. Uh absolutely not. <laughs> have have you seen the 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 Irish women? So there's another thing, like I've seen this on Instagram where she's literally killing herself with alcohol live on TikTok. She's gone, here's my recipe for this cocktail, and it's like half a cup of vodka with like smurnoff ice. She, like and then like a pure drop of cranberry juice and she's downing it on tiktok and pure woohoo we're in for a great night and you're like i don't ah th- th- that looks bad to me that looks like alcoholism like yeah. people and i think the, the bad thing is is that people are following it people are encouraging it yeah and then you're like these people are getting positive feedback loops for the internet on you know, they might not be aware of it, but that is destructive behaviour. Like, if somebody downs a pint glass that's half vodka and then the other half is, like, three-quarters Smirnoff ice, which is vodka and lemonade or whatever, and then a fucking drop of cram, you're like, she's killing herself with this yeah. shit, man. She go and look at it, mate. I'll, I'll try and I'll see if I can find it. Send it because it reminds me of a thing that I sent you last night of a guy on TikTok, and it's pretty fucking... Uh, heartbreaking the guy is called he's got a very strange name his name is called the real nick co nico advocado his name is uh um nick i what did you say there nico avocado i i have i've seen this guy before so he does like mukbangs mukbang you, yeah that's it. Right. He, uh, he goes on YouTube and stuffs his face with food. Right. But he started off, he's a professional violinist, right? He's right. a gay guy from. Found it. I'll send it to you. America. Right. Uh-huh. Professional violinist. He used to have a pet parrot and he was a vegan. Skinny, right? And he did YouTube videos of him playing his violin. He had his wee pet parrot on his shoulder and then he spoke about his vegan diet. Right. Sometimes sometimes his boyfriend used to jump in and he used to just talk and have a laugh. Right. Then he started doing <clears throat> vegan mukbangs. Right. And he realised it wasn't getting hits. He started eating normal food. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, mate, this will get looked at from psychologists and doctors one day that social media has completely ruined this guy's life. And it's exact everything that you said there about thousands of people watching and giving them encouragement and stuff the guy was probably about 11 stone now he weighed himself recently and i think he was like not far away for 400 pounds so i don't even know what that is there's something to this Uh, well what is it 12 14 pounds in a stone 12 yeah what one's it 12 14 right 14 so you're like fucking 140 is 10 stone 
So he's over 20 stone. Yeah. He's like 30-something stone. He's got, uh, sometimes in his videos, he's got a breathing apparatus on. Right, he can't so breathe properly. Man. I, there, there's something to this though, mate, because I watch uh, competitive eating mm -hmm. on YouTube. There's a guy, uh, Beard versus Food. Mm. Um, now, this guy's fit. He's get, there's another one as well, Leah Shukkiva, and she's fit. So these people like eat these big massive meals once a week and then the rest of the week they're like you know a super healthy diet and going to the gym like this guy's muscular and stuff right but there's another one that i follow and her name's chelsea lynn she's from america she plays a she plays a character on the internet um oh i nearly had it trailer trailer trash tammy and they day mukbangs mate these people are like severely obese oh. and they're they get people sending them gift cards to go through drive throughs and then sit and eat like 3,000 calories worth of like McDonald's and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, is that I enjoy watching it. I don't know if there is something to like look, watching it and almost like sort of think, I don't know. I'll need to think about I this. I know what you mean. It's like watching something like Jeremy Kyle. You're like, this is horrible. But like I can't stop. Makes me it. happy about my life because I'm not sitting there yeah. like doing that type of thing. Might be something. I see what you mean. Do that, but that uh, Nick Acado avocado guy. See, I've watched, I've seen a couple of clips. People clipping his insanity, like people being like, "This guy's insane." Yeah, and like putting it on on the internet. I think he's lost it a wee bit. He is he's insane. Like right? He's full blown insane. Because mukbang is you're standing at a dinner table. Uh, you're sitting at a dinner table and you eat a meal. He's like in the corner of his house, food is on the floor, and he's like putting fucking rubbing pizza over his face. There's a couple of videos that he's just flat out sobbing. Like, I don't know if he's doing it for attention, right. but you're like, that guy's going to die soon, and he's Fuck. a young guy. And when he dies, it's going to be like, I think you'll see Vice documentaries on it. Like, this is what social media can do to someone. Aye, man. Because he's living in a big mansion somewhere. He's, he's, a made, he's made tons of money for yeah. doing what he's doing, but what he's doing's not good for him. Yeah. But it's uh it's like um do you know what just I just thought about that? It's like the old freak shows, man. This is what it is really, isn't it? It's yeah. like when you're watching these people that are eating insane amounts of food, you it's like a freak show. You're like, Oh show. my fucking god. Yeah. Like, how's he doing that? A modern day freak show. Uh-huh. And there are there are corners of the internet that are absolutely like that. That that's what it is. Don't know, like you're saying it. Is... Did we get to the point where they're like, "Oh, we need to take that down because it's it, it's promoting binge eating," or like, you know, where's well, the line? Where where the fuck do we draw the line? I think with drugs and alcohol, like, why are you allowing people? You know what I mean to promote yeah. like alcoholism, like, and that's you know binge drinking. Yeah, but I don't know with the food. I'm not sure. Well. I think with the food, it's so cartoonish and unnatural that it's not really a promotion. I don't think people would be like, I want to do that. They're literally eating themselves into a grave. Right. I think the Andrew Tate stuff, though, is dangerous. I swear in my mum's life, this is real. Uh, I can't remember when I was doing it. I was walking home. It wasn't yesterday. But there was three wee guys, right? 15 16 or 17 they were mm -hmm. i've noticed a change in the the 
young guys in this world as well. I don't know if there's a popular show out. They're all wearing these wee tiny pussies, these wee bags. The bum bags? Aye. Just just a fashion trend, mate. Is that a fashion trend? I thought it came for a Netflix show. No, it's just a thing. They have them, like, strapped around them. What a fucking... Aye. They've got a grenade on it or something. Aye. So they seemed, like, harmless and stuff, but when people were jogging past them, they were, like, copying the joggers and, like, jogging and all that. And I'm like, it's kind of harmless, right? And a few, they turned around and they were looking at me a few times. I never felt threatened at all. They weren't threatening towards me. But I heard one of them say, oh, have you seen that, like, uh, Andrew Tate video? And I'm like, Andrew Tate's always been in the background. He started off as a kind of joke. I'm like, no, nah. like, young guys are seeing this. They think it's normal to talk yeah. to women like they're fucking me. I, it's almost like, if it is a joke, right? Well, he's selling these courses to like, you know, about being masculine and how to be masculine. I don't know, man. Figure life out for yourself. Don't listen to fuck nuggets like him, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like South Park, right? Like, South Park, to the adults that were watching it, know, like, that it's parody, that it's satire. But there are some young people that look at it and think, like, that's, oh, right. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, they don't get that it's satirical, that, like, Cartman being a racist is, point like, poking fun at racists. Yeah. Like, the ginger episode to, like, the, the whole Cartman was basically, like, start, I like, the sort of ginger gene and all that sort of stuff. But, like, I, I, I watched an episode, I, I watched an interview with Ed Sheeran where he was like, that episode of South Park ruined my life. He was like, there was like, my life before that episode of South Park and then that episode of South Park, Erin, and my whole school basically like picking on me for being, and it's like, right, these young people don't get that it's satire, that yeah. the ginger people are supposed to represent like marginalized groups like you know like black people trans folk like this type of thing and that cartman is a fucking idiot yeah. these people think it's funny like they're young they don't get that that's the point to it that that's what south park's trying to do they'll know being like haha look at this this is hilarious to slag ginger people they're like yeah. this isn't cool yeah um but that's the way that it's dangerous or similar sort of thing like andrew tate you're saying it's like a joke to people that look at it and aren't fucking weapons Mm-hmm. they're like look at the state of that cunt that's got to be a fucking joke like that's yeah. no real but you get a lot of guys that have been dumped by their birds and they're like he's right I should be able to go and rape women Aye. they're literally they exist mate these guys are out there man and that type of his behaviours I feel like online's gonna cause a new wave of like when we were young we we never had things like dick pics when we were young 16, 17 you didn't get that I never had access to porn on a computer when I was a wee guy. Aye, it was like a fucking VHS that get passed about you and Aye. like 90 year pals. Imagine being 17, 16 years old, listening to Andrew Tate and having access to porn and being able to send a dick pic. Aye, mate. It's going to warp fucking people's minds. I think, it's, I think we're already there, mate. I shared Aye. an article on Twitter the other day that got absolutely no traction not one like not one retweet which makes me sad about my life but i'm kidding <laughs> on um it was about um so i mean i'll go and look at it just to get the stats but it was something fucking ridiculous in the percentages um let me find the, the article why 45 percent of men under 25 are now using viagra 
Wow. And the quote in the Independent is, I struggle to get it up. And I just retweeted it and quote tweeted it and was just overuse upon it. This is what's happening to young guys, man. I've been talking about this since 2016. Yeah. Because I had my own issues with it where I come out. Mate, I get ridiculed. I've got a video on BBC Social on Facebook that last time I looked had 5 million viewers. And if you go into the, the comments, mate, it's just guys ripping the cunt right at me. Just being like, this guy's, a, is he fucking kidding? Porn addiction, that's a load of shite. Ha ha, look at the state of him, can I get it up and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mate, wait till you see the monsters coming out of the hill with this shit, man. We yeah. have got no idea. I don't think we've got any fucking idea. 21-year-olds 20, having to use Viagra. It's mental. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, And that must be, in itself, a big hit to your self-esteem that you need to take a pill to have sex with. How are you going to have spontaneous, do you know what I mean? How, yeah. You can't. You know, two seconds, you're going to need to give me five minutes and then half an hour. Like, I, imagine like having an illness or being old and you had to take it. Oh, like, like being a 65-year-old like, guy, you'd be like, ah, right, I'm 65, I need to take it's it. It's gave these guys the life back. They're Aye. like, yes, man. But to a young guy like that. Aye, when you're 21. 21, get fucking smoking hot bird in front of you and your fucking dick's just pure, no. I'm not playing. Mate, when I was 21, I... Couldn't get it to Gadoon. Exactly, mate. I'd, I, there, we're talking about females here. I could be in a room by myself and I'd be fucking horny. On a bus. <laughs> the bus. <laughs> do you know the Bill Hicks thing? Like that. Do you know, the fucking, the train could be moving just kind of like... But I, I, it's coming to like what you're saying. It's warped, it's warped people's minds. And now we're adding into that. People like Jordan Peterson and, and Andrew Tate who are like, you know gateway drugs to the fucking right and like misogyny and being yeah. anti-feminism and, and all this sort of stuff and hate just total bile like these guys like I, I was talking to somebody and he was like pure what's your problem with andrew tate and he's a fan and i was like mate i look at him and i think that guy's not happy and i want to be happy so i'm not going to listen to him and i'm going to actively discourage people to not listen to him because he thinks what he's saying will make you happy but mm -hmm. it won't because it's not made him happy and he went you sound like a middle-aged woman and i went maybe we need to listen more to maybe that part of you you need to listen to a wee bit more like i want to be happy i don't want to be bitter i don't want to be angry i don't yeah. want to look at failed relationships and blame other people for shit that i've done yeah. like i want to take responsibility and ultimately live a, a happy life that's the way that i want to live that's my goal and you're not going to get that by listening to people that are just wanting to get you on board blaming society or feminism or you know what i mean like yeah. that's just shrucking your own responsibility to like how your life is like see if you want to get a woman right you can go down that route of being a misogynist and try to control and try to, or you can make your life attractive to other human beings that they want to be part of it i like that one I would rather be the one that takes the hard route and makes my life attractive enough that people meet me and go, I want to, I want to be part of that guy's life. I want him yeah. to be part of my life. That's the way that I want to be. Yeah. I think I'm doing all right with that, but I, I don't want to be, it's their fault. It's the no. feminazis. That's why I can't get my whole, it's like, it's been hard for men to get their whole through fucking existence. Aye, <laughs> like, it wasn't easy when I was young, What's that? Since the dawn of time. I mean, it's no, it wasn't easy when I was young yeah. either. Like, you get knocked back left, right and centre. Like, that's... that You need to go through that shit, man. Yeah. It rubs off on people, though, see, when you can say, like, 
I fucked up. I made an amends to someone recently, actually. It was a ex-girlfriend. And I went through every emotion with that and through sobriety and kind of therapy. I f- See, when we broke up, we broke up years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended badly. And I felt the next time I see her, I'll, I was going to write her a letter. But then it got to a stage that it got too long and she got a boyfriend. And I was like, I'm not sending her a letter when she's got a boyfriend. I'll see her when I see her. Uh-huh. Turned out to be like fucking five years or something. We bumped into each other on the street. Just because I kept thinking about her. Like w- when you go through recovery, you get a list of amends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I always feel bad that I never made an amends about that. Yeah. Bumped into her on the street and I was like, this is my moment. And I felt like, do you know... When this happened, it was the right people at the wrong time. As a young guy, I suffered from addiction, mental health problems. I was socially awkward. I didn't know how to communicate my feelings. And it ended with us ending a relationship. I wish I could have told you that at the time. But now as a as a man, I just want to apologize. And she, she was like, I know, I knew that. Aye, like, listen, mate. I and I, I, I believe this a hundred percent. You're more a man doing that than anybody that walks about the street knocking fuck at somebody. See, like that sort of idea of like we're men, you know, fucking. I'll do this and I'll do that. Yeah, that is just fear and shame seeping out of people's pores. Pores is anger. See, a guy that can go, I made a mistake. No, many men can do that. By the way, mate. Yeah. I mean that, like, I, I admire you for being able to do that and go, look, here's the mistake that I made as well. Not just I've made mistakes. That's, I mean, we all make mistakes. We're all human. Yeah. To go, that relationship broke down partly because I was unable to communicate my feelings. Mate, that's like big dick energy. That's literally like, I, I think that that is more masculine than anything that you see on the fucking UFC and that sort of yeah. like aggression the first rung in the ladder of being a man, like the feelings that you feel when you're a wee guy and somebody's like, I'll take that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, but that, what you just said there, mate, that takes so much fucking courage. It's unreal. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. And I tell you, I never expected a positive result from it. I could see the feeling of relief mm-hmm. being able to say that and also getting a positive reaction from her as well. And we were able to, each other a cuddle and we've became friendly with each other again and like she's got she's got a boyfriend and all that wish her well i've always wished her well there's never been like jealousy or anything it's just been like anger towards myself mm-hmm. but um i that was a great feeling that was a great feeling saying do you know what i fucked up and i'm sorry i love that mate you're oh. just like you feel like you've just took your wee backpack of shit off and took yeah. something out and got rid of it didn't yeah. you and also like see your behavior through alcoholism i was never a bad natured person i've never done anything crazy but i would do things embarrassing like you know shitting my pants at a party mm-hmm. like stupid things being sick i remember being sick into a bath being sick of people's carpets mm-hmm. uh just embarrassing stuff never never cruel things or stuff like that and these people would always hold that against me. Remember that time you shot yourself at that party? And it used to be so shameful. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and embarrassing. But see now I'm like so fuck mate. I shat my pants at a party. Mm. It's funny as fuck. Aye. Do you know what's weird? It's weird that the fact that I'm 35 years old and I was 18 and you're still talking you're still about it. That you're up. fucking weirdo. Uh-huh. And I've seen you at parties embarrass yourself and I would never bring up your fucking behaviour mm-hmm. and it just shut them up. So as soon as you own it, um, go free. I disarming. Aye. You disarm oh, is that what it's called? Aye, you, you, you totally disarm people with the ammunition that they can use against you by just going admitting to it. Like, yeah. going, oh, no, oh, I did that. It's like, if you've lied to somebody and you're mortally petrified of getting caught out in the lie, you can just own up to it. Yeah. And as much as it's not nice in the moment of doing that, the person will probably be like, okay, sorry, I don't care. And then you get rid of that shame that you're carrying about. Yeah. So, aye, good for you, mate. Shat my pants when I was 18. I shat my pants at Nando's last week. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, I think we've done <laughs> we've done over aye, an hour, haven't we? Aye, mate. How, just wrap there, mate, on that positive note. How long? <laughs> an hour and just, <laughs> just on that sound bite, I don't give a fuck. An hour, an hour and 15, mate. An hour and 15 minutes. I was going to say, did you get an email from Mark? I did, mate, and I'll sort that. I will sort it. Right, okay. So at the end of this podcast, we are going to add another song. It's something that we enjoy. I know that we've went over a little bit, but people enjoy the podcast, so fuck it. Mark McGee is in a couple of bands he's a local artist let me get let let me get him up on my social media sorry i should be more professional here mark mcgee's a good guy he's got a podcast we're going to play a song from the jackal trades and the song is called The Glen Boyd Snap. Fellow comedian and very funny man Michael Redmond is in the music video. Nice. So you will be able to see that. So enjoy the song by Mark McGee. Uh, quickly, the next Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch is at the Stand Comedy Club on Sunday the 28th of August. Tickets are £8. I'm the host. Scott Agnew is opening. We've got Gareth Vaugh. We're going to get a open spot in the middle and then we're still to confirm the headliner. So come along. Paul will be there as well. Support us. If you like the podcast, can you rate it? If you're in a WhatsApp group with your pals and the troops, can you share it? Uh, just spread the word. We're very, very grateful and I love you very much. I'm away from Hernando's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Suck my tits, Paul. Suck my tits. Yes. <sighs> Every day got sent, still ended up in debt. I remember before internet, he had to take the word off a guy and a puppy just met. The sad part these days is many dear friends are dead, so yes, I guess I count my blessings, but still feel like I've been left. Restrictions imprison me, and I don't care for phone calls staring at the Glenboy bricks. Holding up my four walls, though I feel like this year, though it's gonna be better. 
The spring has sprung and I won't even need my sweater Yeah, I feel like this year has gotta be better Be so lost for so long while we grow and we go on Lockdown, scaffold there to walk to the park I seen shop names change hands by the time I came back I must be about 500 years old and a half I miss the darts, miss the parties, miss the part, miss the laugh Did the beam down to planet Earth today on a raft An invisible alien with empty shopping bags Take me to your leader, I demand human contact days Dragged by butt, decades flash past and a finger snap So lost for so long, but we grow and we go on. Uh.